both on the twoquestions.tv. With me today is Tam Werner Minton, and we're talking about fortitude and getting out of your comfort zone. Twoquestions.tv Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barantini Mo. Joining me today is Tam Werner Minton. She's a travel writer, author, and solo traveler behind the adventure travel blog, Travels with Tam. She's an avid scuba diver who travels the world to make a difference. And she has this new book out called All Fish Faces, which encourages kids to preserve our oceans for future generations. Hi, Tam. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's nice to be here. Well, I was so intrigued by your story, and the real reason I wanted to have you on this show is to talk about your strength and fortitude and your sheer will. You live with chronic pain, and yet you travel everywhere, you scuba dive. Can you talk a little bit about what it takes for you to continue to not just travel, but scuba with pain? Well, scuba actually helps pain. So, you know, you're in this, this water environment where, sorry, where you're completely supported. And so it just makes a tremendous difference. The problem is getting there. <laughs> Once you're in the water, life is great. But it's, it's getting there that is a problem, especially, you know, the travel that takes like two days if you're going someplace like Indonesia or Australia, those kind of places are, it can really, really wear on your, on your spine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, Which, and my chronic pain is arthritis uh, and it is also back pain. I've had two very major surgeries. Wow. Okay. Okay. So it, it, when it comes to the, that long travel and, and you, you travel the world, you don't mess around. You're everywhere, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope to be. Yes. I've well, been to seven continents. So yeah, oh that's amazing. So, so what is it, what is it that is it, is it the goal? Is it knowing that where you're going and what you get to do when we get there that keeps you going and keeps you taking these long trips how do you manage it well if if you're asking how I physically manage it I have you know a list of, of things that I do to make sure I can get there and getting there is always problematic because I have to take scuba gear which is very heavy <laughs> very heavy and I have to take camera gear which is even heavier have you the scuba gear? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it, it takes its own suitcase to take, you know, all of the gear that I need for my underwater photography. So um, it, it's, and I won't check that. You know, you can't really check camera gear, especially no. when you're carrying like different lenses and that yeah. sort of thing. So, too fragile, yeah. They're way too fragile. So I take them on board with me. And I mean, it takes everything I have to lift it up into the, you know, the overhead compartment. So um, I always take help if it's offered. I don't, you know, I don't ask people for help, but if somebody says, oh, can I help you with that? I'm, yes, <laughs> you sure. can. Absolutely, sure. you can help me with this. So, um, you know, and then trailing around the airport with backpack and my camera gear. And then when you get there, you've got the big bag. It's just, um, I usually, what I do is I try to get there a day or two in advance. Mm 
-hmm. because I know I'm going to be down for a while. So, you know, I bring my muscle relaxers and my, my big leave pills, you know, extra strength and all that sort of thing. But usually, you know, I have to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing, knowing that you're going through all of that, does it take, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a lot of mental preparation as well. Um, I, I would, I would say that it used to be, I mean, the first time I did it, I traveled to Africa. And so I was, on, I was on a, a plane by myself with all this luggage from Dallas to London and then London to Johannesburg and then Johannesburg to oh. Mozambique. And it was a real issue. Uh, I didn't realize how much weight I would have to carry. So um, I've learned since then. But you know, as much as I try, I just I can't get the luggage down. <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I hear you. <laughs> I'm like, I have to have this and I have to have that. And what can I do? I have to well, take. It's different when it's some of it's your, for your very survival. I mean, you know, you need yeah. the, the you know, but okay. So, so I'm a huge advocate of travel. I love global travel and I understand you're a solo adventurer. And, and I think that that in and of itself requires really getting outside of your comfort zone. So let's say that someone's watching today and maybe they're stuck in their comfort zone box and they're a little afraid to strike out and try something new. What kind of advice do you have for someone like that? My advice is to book it <laughs> because once it's booked, your mindset changes. Your mindset becomes, well, I'm in it now. So there's nowhere to go but forward. Non-refundable. Do it. Non-refundable. <laughs> don't take out insurance. No, <laughs> actually you should take out insurance. I think so. But traveling solo, I find really amplifies all of the benefits of travel because you are completely your authentic self. You are making your own decisions. You have to fix your own problems. You do what you want when you want. Um, there's no one to please except yourself. And I found it to be just so empowering that I could do that. It was just so exciting for me. And um, I've done it a lot since, you know, all over the planet. Um, I think that your comfort zone is, it's lovely and everything, but <laughs> it's comfortable. It's, yeah, it's comfortable, but it, it is also stagnating. And, you know, you don't have to go to Indonesia. You don't have to go scuba diving. Um, you know, you can go take a drive to a national park or something like that. Um, it doesn't have to be someplace really, really far away, but I, I have just found it to be addictive. It really very, is. It is. It, it really is. I, you know, uh, and just the confidence it gives you to know that, hey, I can handle whatever comes my way without an issue. I can do it. I will say I love traveling with my husband, uh, well, but, sure. but, but <laughs> in my single years before I met him, when I traveled solo, I found I was more apt to, to reach out and talk to people and yes. make friends because um, I was by myself. And I think when you're with someone else, you have sort of that safety net of that other person. And if there's something, a moment that you want to share, 
you're more apt to share it with the person you're with than when you're alone. You're you want to share it, so you're going to have to find somebody. <laughs> well, right that's around true. You. And I think people misunderstand that maybe they some people think that solo travel means that you're lonely. Right. But you're not lonely because you're not alone unless you want to be. There are people there. I do a lot of citizen science trips. And when I get there, there are plenty of people to talk to once I'm there. And if I don't want to, if I feel like resting or, or just being quiet for a while, I don't have to talk to them. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that you're lonely. And actually, you're meeting different people from different cultures and learning about uh, different ways of living and different ways of life. I mean, I find it just completely fascinating. And that's what I mean by don't stagnate. If you're yeah. not learning, if you're not moving forward, um, I, I don't know. I, I just have to keep going. My curiosity is just so immense. I want to see everything, do everything meet everyone <laughs> so i i just couldn't sit still you know and just do nothing exactly exactly so. and it sounds to me like like there's a lot of purpose behind this as well and i think that's critically important as well yeah i mean it, it what i do the citizen science trips or the volunteer tourism you know these are vacations where you're giving back okay they're not they're not vacations that you're spending at a resort that is all inclusive, you know, where you sit on a beach, you go to Jamaica, you sit on a beach and you never leave the hotel grounds. That that's a vacation, but that isn't travel, you know, because you're not, you're not eating in local restaurants, yeah, meeting yeah. local people, seeing yeah. how they live, tasting their food. It's, it's a, travel is a whole different animal than just going on a vacation. That's true. That's totally true. A hundred percent. I feel like you and I could talk about travel all day long. <laughs> all day. All I, week long. <laughs> and, you know, before my kids flew the nest, my husband and I took them all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a huge, rich experience for kids too. It is. It yeah. is. So tell me a little bit about the book. Well, my, so, my solo travel and citizen science travel generally has a theme, and that theme is the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, I am a passionate scuba diver. I am passionate about um, the animals in the ocean and the warming of the ocean, the plastic trash that's in the ocean. And I know that after 30 years of diving, I have seen what climate change has done to our oceans. I've yeah. seen the skeletons, I've seen the dead corals. Um, and, and it's heartbreaking because fish can't live if they don't have a reef. Right. So when the coral dies, the fish die. When you take the predators out, then you probably have an overabundance of animals and they die off because they don't have enough food. So right. the food chain is really, really delicate. And what I wanted to do was I, as you can probably tell, I'm pretty excited and passionate just talking about it. <laughs> um, I love to teach people how to snorkel and how to scuba dive. And 
I, I just love to see their wonder and their excitement when they see these gorgeous, colorful fish. And I thought, not everyone can do this. Not everyone can come to the ocean and, and see. It's like a different planet, but it's so important to us. Every second breath we take is from the ocean. 70% of our GDP comes from the ocean, not from land. So it's a very important ecosystem. So my thought process was, why don't we introduce the ocean to people? I'll take the ocean to them. <laughs> they can see these animals and see their faces. These fish have personality. Hmm. They are so funny sometimes. Um, they're, they're real creatures, you know, they're not just picture in a book or a drawing in a book. I also give fun facts about each species and I show, uh, for instance, I'll show a species like an angelfish, but I'll show what it looks like in all the different oceans. Oh. They don't look the same at ocean to ocean. You know? I did not know that. Yes. And so their colorations are just fascinating. Hmm. Um, you know, some fish are mated for life. Some fish can change sex. I mean, you know, what? It's, a <laughs> it's a fascinating world. So I, what I want to do is kind of humanize the fish. Yeah. The way of thinking is, is if you love something, don't you want to keep it nice? Don't you want to keep, if you love it, you know, if you love your dog, <laughs> you're going to feed it. You're going to brush it. You're going to wash it. Yes. And if you love these fish, maybe you'll think twice before you take a plastic straw and throw it in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. So I do give tips on easy ways, just very simple ways that all of us can help to remove the dangers that are in the ocean. And 10% of the profits of the book are going to go to the Marine Megafauna Foundation. Which Wonderful. was founded by Andrea Marshall, and I do a lot of traveling with her on her Ray of Hope expeditions, and they are fantastic. So wow. you're out there, you're doing science in the field with the scientists, and I just, it's giving back. It's exciting. Very cool. Very cool. What a wonderful and interesting life you must have. <laughs> and perhaps I will have to come wherever you are and let you teach me how to scuba because I've never oh, even tried it. <laughs> my, my home base is Cozumel, so you can come down there and I'll, I'll get you underwater. Wonderful, that's what we'll do. My husband has been, he lived in the Canary Islands and has been trying to get me into the water for snorkeling at the minimum for ages. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Well, Why? we'll come down there and see you. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's, it's fascinating. It, it's just so beautiful so beautiful absolutely tam thank you so much for being on the show this has been fascinating oh thank you i appreciate it all right viewers we're going to link to tam's book and to her blog um, in the show notes for today make sure that you check that out i mean this book sounds fantastic you probably want to get it for your kids and also think about getting outside your comfort zone thanks for watching we'll see you next time this has been twoquestions.tv to subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, 
and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.